the MB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 WinBet and get $200 in free bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over or under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. Make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. And welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am perched up on the northeast coast of England in Newcastle upon Tyne. Today is Wednesday, June the 29th. And we are here with the whole gang, which is a rarity uh, to handicap slate of eight games. A little short slate tomorrow, so we could really get our teeth into it. Uh, the games for Thursday, the 30th of June. Um, I will start top left on my little screen uh, with the OG, uh, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, it's been ages I haven't spoke to you. I don't think I've spoke to you since your Holly Bobs. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Back on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Had a great vacation. Uh, me and Noah held it down over the last two days here. Um, I miss you and Dylan. I know you guys. Dylan was busy with work and you had uh, your little... Uh, I'll let you tell the story later. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was busy with in a minute, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, and these Jimmy here as well, uh, Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you doing? Good. Good to be back with you guys. I know Munoff uh, said I haven't been on in a few days, but back, ready to give it 100%. We only got eight games to do it. Let's go. You have to sit you down in one place, Dylan, because we're on video. You're normally walking somewhere. I know. Uh, in between stationed. houses. <laughs> you you upside down or the back of your head or the sky. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, in his usual place, uh, Noah is quite reliable. Noah, good evening. How are you doing? Quite reliable, I would say. I've only probably been on like six total podcasts in the whole month of june because of college baseball but this is like normal home base so if you guys are watching the first ever live podcast of the mlb gambling podcast this is kind of where i like to be at this is like if my wi-fi in the house takes a dump um i'm normally in the basement with an ethernet cord um but also this is like my last day in town because moonoff was mentioned on the last podcast i'm all over the place um going up north for fourth of july playing a couple of rounds of golf so and i also figured i've got a bunch of golf polos i'm just if we're going live i'll look nice so <laughs> well funny you should mention taking a dump now because uh i'll just give you a little brief praise of where i've been over the last 72 hours <laughs> <laughs> I know you like it, like a Newcastle Nighthawks update. So we played on Sunday. Uh, we played against Durham. We won both of the double header. Don't shake your head, Dylan. Uh, so yeah, that was good. I um, I played the first game. Do you remember when you laughed at me first game of the season because I was leading off? Um, well, I've worked I've worked my way down to nine in the order uh, by this, <laughs> this stage of the season. So uh, that made me laugh when he announced the team on Sunday morning. So I batting nine and playing right field, Bamford. I was like, okay. So I've gone from one to nine, which is impressive. Um, two walks and a, I struck out looking. Uh, but I did a little double play from right, right field. I know, yeah. Double play from right field, running catch, runner had gone. I 
threw the runner out with a right arm like a traction engine. Um, because we've got a couple of games. <laughs> it must have been a shallow uh, shallow pop out. It, it must have been a third grader on first. Or or Malcolm as a feet maybe. Four hundred feet roughly. I don't know. I'm, I'm just spitballing there. Um, so we went back to the clubhouse. I had two pints of Guinness after that. Um, nice. By the time I got home, um, it's been like a horror film for the last three days. I don't know what was in those two pints of Guinness, uh, but it hasn't gone well for me. So um, my bummel's been like the flag of Japan uh, for 72 hours. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm back in the game now and we've got some baseball to handicap. Uh, so that was a fun five minutes for everyone. Um, so Moon, have you been holding the fort? It's been a, it's been a fun couple of days. I think we're getting to the, the time of the season now with the baseball um, take centre stage. Mm. The basketball playoffs finished. Um, yep. we, we even had some draft stuff last week in the basketball that the guys have been talking about. But for example, today we take over the, the YouTube channel because um, the baseball centre stage, and it's a it's a it's a good time. This is the now the dog days of summer. Uh, and I think uh, that's something to look forward to moving off. And I know you, you've been looking forward to uh, giving your full attention uh, to the MLB. Yeah, we talked about this on the uh, in the Monday pod. Me and uh, Noah were doing that. Now that NHL playoffs are over, Stanley Cup is sorry, Stanley Cup is over. NBA Finals is in the bag now. Now you know the month of July and August are really the dog days of the summer. So all eyes will be on us. So I think it's time for us to you know start giving out some winners and hopefully we'll be able to do that going forward um till we get to football season but you know uh glad to be here with you guys as usual yeah and uh johnny junta thank you johnny he's been uh, he's been uh without being asked he's substituted in for me uh, on the, the last few days he's uh he's taken over our twitter account and he's been picking my winners for me so i'm going to claim those um but there's been some day baseball today, and my uh, dog is over the line already. I had the Brewers to beat the Tampa Bay Rays, so that was a nice start. Um, round about a plus one twenty five. So I know you were, um, you had the Tampa Bay team total. I think that Moon after you were on the other side of that one. Yeah, that one it fell a little bit short. short. Yeah, and actually, I heard you talking to Dylan earlier, saying there was a little incident in the in the Astros game. There was a, a collision between uh, Pena and Alvarez. Yeah, I think it was a uh, pop fly into left field. Alvarez, I think, was playing left field out there today. And both Pena and Alvarez went for it, and they kind of collided. And I think Alvarez got carted off the field. Uh, Pena was able to walk under his own power. So hopefully nothing too serious for Jordan Alvarez because he's having an absolutely fantastic season so far for the Houston Astros. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that news uh, for Astros fans. And if you're the guy that's in your on your fantasy team, uh, hopefully there's more news uh, that comes out from that. Uh, hopefully it's positive news for the Astros. Yeah, that's pretty much why I was asking Moon. Enough, you've read between the lines there. I've got in, uh, <laughs> in the DJ's league and my TGFBI league as well. So I was hoping for some good news. Right, okay, eight games tomorrow. Uh, let's crack on with one afternoon game, uh, which is a one ten Eastern first pitch. It is the Minnesota Twins at the Cleveland Guardians. Chris uh, Archer. Um, is on the hill for Minnesota and the Cleveland Guardians are sending out Shane Bieber for the assignment. The Lions are Minnesota are plus 130 underdogs, uh, Cleveland minus 150 with a total set at eight. Uh, Chris Archer is two and three with a 314 ERA. He's pitched 57 and a third, 45 strikeouts and a 122 whip. Uh, Bieber is three and four with a 307 ERA. 85 innings pitched, 88 Ks and a 116 whip. 
Um, Chris Archer's been going really well. He's one of my favourite stories of the season, I think, Chris Archer. Um, relatively easy to root for, I think, after the injuries he's had. Um, he's got a 2.32 ERA in his last seven starts. And he's actually managed to stretch himself out to five innings the last three times. Uh, oh, sorry, three times in June. He's managed to get five innings under his belt because he was only, he was on a very limited pitch count before that. His June ERA is 157. Uh, and he's got a road ERA of 2.76. Uh, in totality, so it's a good point is, uh, there for Archer. Uh, Shane Bieber's solid. His stat line is pretty much indicative of the picture that you're going to get. He never straight through from it uh, one way or the other. Um, he took on the Twins on the 14th of May, pitched six innings, gave up one earned run. Um, I watched the double header um, from my sickbed yesterday, both of these games. Uh, they both went under and they both never really threatened to go over either. Um, you probably get from central my tone that I quite like both these pitches in this spot. Uh, the eight, I saw eight and a half earlier on. That's uh, been cut to eight, which changes it slightly. Uh, but I'm all right with the under here. I think it finished, uh, the game's finished three and six to nothing yesterday. So I'm happy to carry on that trend with these two pitches. And I'll take the under eight um, at minus 105. Uh, Moon, I'll come to you first for the Twins at the Guardians. Yeah, this seems like it's like been the sixth game this week already between these two teams. Um, yeah. yeah, there's been a lot. I, yeah, I know they had a doubleheader yesterday. Um, I agree with you about the under. Look, uh, Chris Archer has been really good so far for the Minnesota uh, Twins. You know, you mentioned his last start. Uh, five shutout innings, only gave up one hit to a Colorado Rockies team. That's, that's a pretty good offense. Um, but uh, he hasn't given up more than two earned runs um in over his last five starts um only once i'm sorry to the arizona diamondbacks so he's looked like he's kind of found a form here uh shane bieber we know what the resume is from as well i agree with the under here uh under eight if you're finally able to find an eight and a half uh more power to you but i agree about the eight here malcolm oh okay dylan you're the uh over under guru here on the mlb gambling podcast what total did you put up uh and therefore me and moon off right to go with the under yeah, it's going to be 3-0 and right now. I like the under as well. I got an 8.5 at minus 105. I still like an 8. I made my total 7.3. Like you guys said, we got two good pitchers on the mound, Shane Bieber, Chris Archer. And Shane Bieber, he's actually been able to give the Guardians some nice length, six-plus innings in his last three outings. And Archer, he's actually been better on the road than at home this season. His last two starts on the road, just two runs given up. So I think we see a pitching duel, especially the first five. I like the first five under, and I like full game under. If you're able to get eight and a half, take it. Eight, I still like the under. Uh, three for three for the under. Noah, what you got? Before I say anything else on the podcast, I've already disconnected once, so I apologize. We'll see if the Wi-Fi can hang on much longer today. But um, you guys are going to like what I have to hear, too, because trends, Cleveland, six of their last seven games have gone under. Minnesota, five of their last seven. And the last seven times that these teams have played against each other, the under is hit in six of those seven games. So give me the under as well. It's a clean sweep on the under in this game. Team ride. I think we need some – yeah, we, we need some sort of uh... – graphic or something to go up when you have a clean sweep because it's not very often uh, so when we get a four for four we need to tweet that out with uh we need to give it a name that could be something for uh the listeners to get involved. do you Moon remember what and... happened last time we all had the white one of the problems with pitchers didn't start that's what happened okay all right. I yeah, 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 yeah. Do it and yeah. noah and malcolm bullied me 
<laughs> Gentlemen, but, uh, don't fall for that anymore. I'm never falling for it. No more so bullying me, on the MLB Gambling Podcast. <laughs> Moonoff and I have uh, been obsessed with these uh, like train noises and just express names, so we can just like nickname it a train or something. There you go. <laughs> yeah, if, I mean, if we'd known that Austin Voth was going to start for the Baltimore Orioles uh, that game, there's no way we'd have picked uh, the White Sox on the run line. I mean, we're not stupid. Uh, that was beyond. That was beyond our. Uh, <laughs> Realms of control. Uh, a six or five Eastern first pictures. The Atlanta Braves at the Philadelphia Phillies. Ian Anderson um, goes for Atlanta, and uh, who's going for Philly? Aaron Nola is going for Philly. Yeah. Uh, the Lions are Atlanta Braves are plus one or five, and the Phillies are minus one twenty. The total is set at eight. Dylan will let you lead off with this one. Anderson v. Noel is a good-looking matchup. Yeah, really, it is. I, I like the Phillies here. I actually made them a sizable favorite. I made them a minus 140 favorite. I think they have the pitching advantage with Nola on the bump. After having a rough May and June, Nola has really turned things around, winning four of his last five starts. And one of those four wins was against this Braves club where he only gave up one run in eight innings. So I think with how good the bats have been for the Phillies, they could take advantage of Ian Anderson. I know the Braves are hot right now, but I'm going to fade him here and take the Phillies here at home. Uh, so it's the Phillies uh, for Dylan. Uh, Noah, what you got in this one? Yeah, I'm also thinking about the under here as well in this game. Um, and personally, uh, Nola has looked very good over his last few starts. I'm going to go with the Phillies as well. I'll follow up, Dylan. Okay. Uh, I will come down on the other side. I uh, I just think the Phillies might they're going to have to start missing Bryce Harper at some point. There were, really, there was nothing in this, to be honest. I was looking for an angle. I was looking to split them every which way. Uh, and I couldn't really do it. And I'm not a huge fan of what Anderson's been doing. He's maybe quite jumpy uh, when you watch him the last the last few starts. Um, but I just thought these two lineups, you take Harper out of this Phillies lineup, um, he's going to be missing a long time, actually, uh, several weeks, if not longer. Um, and I thought that was enough, for, really. For I needed something to split the teams. Uh, and Atlanta at minus 105, they'd be more reliable uh, recently. Uh, very recently, in fact. Um, and that was enough for me to take them in this spot. Uh, Moonaf, we've got 2-1 here in favour of the Phillies. Uh, what have you what have you got to say? Yeah, I didn't really come down on a side here. Um, I think you're right, Malcolm, about that. Eventually, at some point, that the uh, the offensive regression, I guess, the, for lack of a better word, is going to come without Bryce Harper. But Kyle Schwarber has really picked up the, you know, he's been great for the Phillies so far this year. Uh, he's hit a couple big home runs for this team. So um, I'm looking at it on, on the under as well. I think no one mentioned that. I like the under in this game as well. Both of these pitchers have great history against the opposing uh, opposing team. Aaron Nola, 13-8, and 3.21 ERA, 152 strikeouts and 26 appearances over his career against the Braves. This dates all the way back to 2015. And Ian Anderson, so far, uh, he has about five appearances, 1-0, 3.07 ERA, uh, in five appearances, like I mentioned, against the Phillies. So I'll go with the under in this game. Yeah, you mentioned Kyle Schwarber, too. Last year, he had 16 home runs in June. This year, I believe he's got eight. He is the most home runs in June over the last two years by a single player. He's got one more day in June to add to that tally. We need to write that down so remember that for next season. For sure. 
for sure. Schwaber in due. Uh, 6-10 Eastern first pitches the New York Yankees at the Houston Astros. It is Luis Severino draws the start for the Yankees. Uh, and Luis Garcia uh, gets the start for the Astros. Another top-looking matchup uh, here for Thursday evening. The Yankees uh, and the Astros are both minus 110. We have a pick him here. Uh, the total is at eight and a half. Uh, Moon off your hometown Houston Astros. Get your teeth into this one, man. Yeah, Luis Severino on the mound for the New York Yankees. He's 4-2 and two on the season, 3.38 ERA, a whip of 1.07. Uh, his last start, in fact, was against the Houston Astros, where he did go six innings in that game. Uh, gave up three earned runs, seven strikeouts he did have in that game. He did take the loss in the game. Um, with Severino, he's been solid. You know, the uh, Yankees have really missed him over the past couple of seasons when he's you know, been dealing with injuries. But if you kind of take a look at his recent form, uh, I know the last two starts haven't been that great for him, but he's been pretty consistent for this team uh, throughout the uh, throughout the season so far. He's gone at least six innings in I think five out of five five out of the last six games that he's pitched in uh, on the road so far. He has gotten a little bit of trouble where he is one and one, but the ERA is a little higher at four point six one with a WHIP of one point one three. And then you take a look at Luis Garcia. Um, it's the same story for him. He struggles at home for whatever reason. Uh, so far this year, overall, he's five and five with a 3.68 ERA, a WHIP of 1.07. But at home, three and two, but the ERA 5.18 so far this year at the juice box for the Houston Astros. So um, I'm leaning towards taking the Yankees here. I, I think that the struggles may continue here for Luis Garcia. And with these two offenses, um, I think that we'll be able to see some runs, especially on the Yankee side. We'll have to keep an eye on the news for Jordan Alvarez that we were talking about earlier because if he's been a, a killer for every single team that he's faced so far this year, uh, frankly. So if he's not able to go in, if Jeremy Pena's not able to go, those are two big bats and two big guys in your lineup that you're going to be missing. So uh, I'll, I'll go with the Yankees here and the Yankees team total over. Uh, so Moon, of course, against his uh, hometown side. Uh, Noah, uh, the Yankees at the Astros. Yeah, I mean, he mentioned that Garcia struggles at home, and one of the main reasons why a couple of pitchers may struggle inside the juice box is that it's one of the – it maybe is the smallest park in the MLB. Garcia has trouble limiting the long ball as in his um, – one of his home starts most recently on June 10th against Miami, he gave up three bombs, and then against the Blue Jays in April, he gave up two tanks. That's five tanks of his 12 this season giving up just in two games at home. So – the, I mean, we see it with the Yankees squad. They're the Bronx Bombers for a reason. We'll see, we'll see uh, if we can get the same electricity from this series as we did last weekend series against these two teams. Uh, Noah, um, same question. Uh, Yankees or Astros? Dylan. 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 <laughs> uh, no, you're good. Just because they're, the, they're the same skin color doesn't mean you confuse your name, uh, Malcolm. That, that, Golly. Come on. I mean, with Malcolm, you could say we're from the same country. Well, that's true, too. That's true. Yeah, good point. Uh, but I was actually able to get the Yankees at even money at plus 100 earlier in the day. I'm seeing minus 115, minus 110s. I like them. I made the Astros a minus 105 favorite. So I do like the Yankees here. Probably the two best teams in the AL, but Munaf hit it on the head. I just can't trust Luis Garcia in this spot. He's not the same pitcher at home than on the road. In his last two starts at home, he's given up three or more runs. I think with how good the Bronx Bombers are, 
in this lineup is, they'll be able to get to Garcia early. So give me, I like the team total for the Yankees over, and I also like the Yankees on the like the Yankees on the I don't know what, um, um, Malcolm or Munaf read off for the odds, but this is another one of those games that we talked about. Me and Dylan. Me and Dylan. Um, uh, I'm seeing on Runbook the money. The money's favoring favoring uh, Houston, but the Houston, run line is minus one line and a half towards the Yankees. Yankees. So it's just one of those that kind of screams the Yankees. Yeah, it's it's a pick him. Uh, no, it was minus one ten uh, with the with the win bet lines. Um, I came down on the side of Houston here. Um, again, it was another one, a little bit like this Atlanta-Philly game. It was really hard to split. And um, I've got no problem taking Houston at home. They've got a great home record this season. They haven't actually played very many home games. The record is 20 and 11. They've only played 31 uh, home games compared to 43 on the road. Uh, so there must be due a big home stand. And I get the feeling, although the Yankees keep winning, they've, they've kind of got away with it a little bit this week. They've, uh, they've taken advantage of the fact that they've uh, they've had some weaker opposition to play because they found themselves behind uh, in quite a lot of games. Um, and I don't think it's going to be as easy for them to get away with it uh, against Houston. Houston have taken advantage of a bit of a, uh, a weakened Mets rotation um, over the last week or so. And I, I quite like what Houston have been doing. Um, so at a, at a, a, a pick and price of minus 110, um, I came down on the side of Houston. Uh, for that. Uh, next, I'm going to tell you uh, all about on the MLB Gambling Podcast, which is WinBet. Uh, and you need to get over to avail yourself of the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet will qualify you for 200 bucks in free bets. If you bet $500 or more on the Sports or Casino before July the 31st, you'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, which includes a two-night stay at resorts for you and your entire league. Uh, there's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or old when present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Next game on the card is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. There's the Milwaukee Brewers at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Adrian Hauser goes for the Brewers, and JT Brubay uh, goes for the Pirates, who are a plus-120 underdog, a home put me for Dylan. Uh, the Brewers are minus-140. The total is set at eight and a half. Uh, Noah, lead us off with your Pirates. Yeah, Milwaukee, they're 43-33 and 33 coming into this brand-new series against their in-division rival, Pittsburgh Pirates, 29-45 on the year. The Brewers, they've won five of their last six games with the overhitting in all six of those games. Pittsburgh comes into this game losing five of their last six. They got swept by the Rays and then just avoided sweep. Literally, the game went final like minutes ago. Pittsburgh won eight to seven. Brian Reynolds had three home runs in that game. Um, so just avoided a sweep to the worst team in the MLB, the Washington Nationals. Uh, pitching for Milwaukee, Adrian Hauser, who's 4-8 and eight with a 4.50 ERA on the year, 57 strikeouts, 30 walks, and 74 innings pitched. His last four starts haven't been as great, losing to the Blue Jays, giving up five runs in six innings. Mets, four runs in 5.2 innings. And the Phillies, five runs in six innings. And his lone win was against the Reds, giving up four walks in six innings, giving up three runs. 
for Pittsburgh, JT Brubaker is one of those guys where if you take a, a deep dive into his stat line, it's actually not too bad. Uh, he finally got his first win on his record two starts ago against the Cubs going six shutout innings. But I'd give, uh, I'd argue that his start against the Rays this weekend was his most impressive of the year because it was his first start where he did not give up a walk and he went six innings with six strikeouts. Um, on the year, he's one and seven with a 414 ERA, 76 strikeouts, 31 walks, and 76 innings pitched with a better starter on the mound. And this Pirates lineup coming off of an offensive explosion in game three against the Nationals led by Brian Reynolds. Like I mentioned, I think I like the Buccos here on the money line and I'll lean over. Okay, so it's the Buccos for Noah. Uh, Moonaf, any opinion on this one? Uh, not much of an opinion on this. Uh, I, I do agree about the over in this game for uh, what, what Noah's saying between these two pitchers. Uh, you know, Brubaker, Brubaker, yeah, Noah's right that if you look at his, uh, look at his uh, game log, that game it's, it's log not, that too bad. not too bad. Uh, I'll go with the over in this game. Okay, so the over, this is where we pass it across to Dylan. Uh, what's your number, Dylan? Yeah, I made my total 8.8. I do agree with the over that the boys like. I do like Jason Alexander, though. He's a decent pitcher. He's been able to pitch well on the road this season, but I just can't back the Buggles. I need at least a plus 140 to take a shot with them. Uh, the Pirates, they've lost uh, the five Pirates, in a row. They, they did win the day, but the Brewers, they've won four in a row, and they've won the last five meetings the against, five the meetings against the Pirates. Fading so the Pirates here at home. Fading the Pirates here at home. Yeah, I did exactly the same as you, Dylan. I took the uh, the Brewers on the money line. I think I just got involved with the Pirates once too often over the last 10 days or so. I, saw, I, I was watching O'Neill Cruz for various reasons. Um, and... They seem to be quite competitive, and I was I was drawn to them, and they've just they've just let me down. I think a little bit once too often. This this series against the Nationals hasn't been particularly impressive. Um, they have won tonight, but even that was a little bit more by luck than judgment. Um, you've got to try and slip in the odd boring pick here and there in in these full slates. And uh, the Brewers, the price is just about on the edge uh, of what I'd be happy to take here. The minus one forty. Uh, so I'll be putting the Brewers in at minus 140 there. I've watched them and they've been, they've been all right, Milwaukee. They haven't been great at all. Uh, but yeah, they did a job on uh, Tampa Bay, who look a little bit um, anemic as well. well. We'll cover those um, a little bit later on. But yeah, uh, the Brewers for me at minus 140 look like the pick. Next is a 7.07 Eastern first pitch, which is the Tampa Bay Rays and the Toronto Blue Jays. Um. Jeffrey Springs, I believe, is going to be the Tampa Bay uh, pitcher. And Yusei Kikuchi, uh, the lefty, goes for So I've got no lines here for that game. I think it's because there's a question mark over Jeffrey Springs. If one of you boys has got any lines, you can stick your hand up. If not, uh, I will crack on. Dylan, what you got for me? I actually have Corey Kluber going. For Tampa Bay? I was going to say, yeah. I, th I think I gave Jeffrey Springs in yesterday's podcast. I was going to look for it right now. Okay. Uh, right. Have a little look where you can find it. Kikuchi um, is 2-4 and four for Toronto. A 5-0-8 ERA, 56 and two-thirds pitch, 66 Ks, and a 159 whip. Um, Kikuchi is sucking really hard. Uh, he's got a 7-30 ERA in his last seven starts. He's 0-3 with a 
over that period. He's got a 5.12 home ERA. He's got a 9.39 June ERA. Um, so you try and find a number that <laughs> so they just keep going higher. Uh, whichever way uh, you extrapolate the numbers, they just go just go up and up and up. He's given up two home runs in uh, his last three starts. Um, and then the one before that, he gave up three. Uh, he didn't give up two. He managed to give up three. Um, so Kikuchi's all over the place. Um, my handicap stalls a little bit there um, because I've got Jeffrey Springs going. Um I wrote down Toronto to to win this game because I I just I'm fading it I'm fading Tampa. Um, I watched them tonight. I don't know what how many players they're missing through injury. I couldn't really think of that many off the top of my head. But the lineup just looks so anemic. At no point when they come to the start of an inning and it was the middle of the lineup. You thought, oh here we go, Tampa Bay have got a chance to put some runs up. If it wasn't the Rose Arena. The rest of the lineup just doesn't seem to flow. You've got Harold Ramirez was um, batting five. Uh, who was leading off for them today? Uh, I can't. It was just it just looked weak, and there was never a point where you thought uh, the Rays looked capable of putting a um, putting a, a just a strong a strong offensive performance together. Um, yeah, so I thought, however, was many, that was it. Yeah, yeah, Yandy Diaz, G-Man Choi was another one today. Didn't look like you could put bat on ball at all. And, and th- these, these, they've got three or four. I'm going to say it. Bits and bobs players who you can carry in a 25 man rotation. Please, that's Jay Moon. I thought. Uh, you Isn't can carry that like every race team ever, though? But yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can carry them, and you can have them batting six, seven, and eight, or you can have two of them batting every day. But these are now making up the core of that race lineup every day. Uh, you see, Yandy Diaz, G Man Choi. Um, and who was the first one I mentioned? Um, I don't know. I'm losing track too. Um, Isak Paredes is batting three. There's another one. Yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, he was just he was just traded from the Tigers for Austin Meadows, and he's playing better than Meadows somehow. So the fact like... I can't remember who I've just watched kind of indicates <laughs> what we're talking about. In fact, um, so yeah, uh, it was a the, uh, and I like what Toronto have been doing. Um, I watched them last night. They seem, as daft as it sounds, professional sports team, they seem to have a plan last night, uh, which was they ran all over Christian Arroyo in right field. Um, they caused havoc on the Bates pass. Look there, Loda Scuriel uh, ran all over him. So they were targeting things. They were aggressive on the on the bases. Uh, Springer looked good. Vlad is starting to get a bit more involved. They get a little more a little bit more out of Rymel Tapia as well. They using they were using his speed on uh, his speed on the on the pass. So. The certain teams that we talked about, the Chicago White Sox, who don't seem like they're invested in what they're doing. And I think Toronto are. Um, and I think Tampa Bay are just wobbling at the minute. So um, I can't give a strong lean either way because I've got no lines with uh, whether it's Springs going or whether it's Corey Kluber. But I think even if Tampa Bay can put up three or four, um, which I'm not sure they can, then I think that Toronto can put up more. Um, so that was a long way around of seeing Toronto on the money line, Luna. That is the longest handicap you've had for a game that we don't have lines on in the history of the MLB gambling <laughs> podcast. So I will. Um, I've had three nights off, Moon, after people want to hear my voice. 
Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. Uh, let, now they can see your now, now they can so see like, your what face was too. Dylan's, what was Dylan's lines that he made for this? Yeah, yeah let's start with Dylan's cool. lines. Then we'll go yeah. from there. Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, so I actually have Corey Kluber going, and I made the Rays a minus one oh nine favorite in the Blue Jays. I need a plus one oh nine. I do expect the Rays to open up as the favorite, even though they're on the road and they're not the best on the road. I, I think we could get a nice plus price with the Blue Jays. I think I'm going to be on the same side as Malcolm, and it scares the shit out of me just because, you know, <laughs> I, I just don't like to be on the same side as Malcolm sometimes. <laughs> so I hopefully we get a plus 110 or better because the Blue Jays at home, they're beasts at home. And I agree with Malcolm in the point that even if the Rays do get three or four runs, I trust the Blue Jays lineup to get at least five, six. So I'll take the Blue Jays. I, I think hopefully we could get a plus price. Okay. Uh, mildly offensive. We'll pass back to Muna. <laughs> <laughs> now I was just gonna say that Corey Kluber has uh, ten appearances against the Blue Jays, but the more recent runs when he was with the uh, New York Yankees, uh, he gave up at least two earned runs uh, in three straight starts, which he didn't make it to the fifth inning. So that kind of leads me to think the if the if the Blue Jays uh, first five team total comes at two and a half, I think that's something that I want to be on against Corey Kluber. And like you mentioned, Malcolm, that they've kind of found their offense here against the Red Sox uh, in the series uh, early in the week, so. Hopefully that carries over for them to um, that carries over for them uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays here. So I'm going to go with the uh, Blue Jays first five team total over two and a half. Okay, so everyone's coming down on my side now, having pardoned me. Uh, Noah, what do you think of this one? You know, when when you say Corey Kluber and you say Kikuchi are on the mound, I'm going to go look at some of these trends. And first off, for Tampa Bay. They may have a putrid lineup and just a, no big name in it other than Randy or Rosarena, but four of their last six have gone over. And then you look at uh, Toronto, and eight of their last nine games have gone over. So I like this. I like this over here on both weaker arms. Plus, um, I I I just think that this is a Toronto series because I mean they've. Won the series against the Red Sox. I feel like they're rolling now, and I think they take care of the next uh, best division opponent besides the Yankees here. Okay. Uh, we will move on to an 8.05 Eastern first pitch between the Cincinnati Reds and the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Graham Ashcraft gets the start for the Reds, and Kyle Hendricks, the prof, draws the start for the Chicago Cubs. He will remind us 120. Uh, home favourite, the Cincinnati Reds are plus 105. I have no uh, total for this one. Maybe Dylan can help us out in a little while. Uh, Moon, off, show us how it's done then. Yeah, like you mentioned, Graham Ashcraft on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds. 4-1 and one so far this year. 3.27 ERA, uh, 1.09 whip. He has 27 strikeouts on the season so far. And no, he's been a pleasant su uh, surprise for the Cincinnati Reds pitching rotation, but the one area that he does get into trouble, trouble. is on the road for the Cincinnati Reds. You take a look at the home road splits, 2.59 at home, 4.24 on the road with a 1.24 uh, whip. So uh, going into Wrigley Field here, it's going to depend on if the wind is blowing out or in. Maybe that's why, obviously, the total is probably not up yet. But uh, Kyle Hendricks, he's... He's been again. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a term herky jerky so far over his last hey. six starts here. Uh, he had a great outing against St. Louis in St. Louis, seven to third innings pitch, five hits allowed, no earned runs. 
Run. He went up against Atlanta at home, six earned runs allowed in just four and a third inning. So um, I really couldn't land on the side here. It, he has an ERA of 5.18 at home. Um, depending on which way the wind is going to be blowing, I'm, I'm leaning towards the over. But again, in Wrigley Field, you really want to wait to see where that wind is blowing. So uh, I'm going to wait and find out which way it is going. Okay, so Munaf's waiting on the wind. Um, the fella that left the review... Uh, for our podcast, seeing our ramble, uh, would have really enjoyed my uh, Tampa Bay versus Toronto handicap. Uh, <laughs> I think that would have pleased him no end. Um, this for me was a really obvious one because it was a classic. You don't get these very often, but it was a it was a my guy versus a not my guy uh, situation. <laughs> yeah, so so I didn't have anything. I had no choice but to come down on the on the side of the Cincinnati Reds. We've talked of oh. uh, Graham Ashcraft. Um, and yeah, oh, <laughs> Dylan's furious. Uh, Murdoff's talked up Graham Ashcraft in the past as well. Uh, he's gone okay for me. And I think all the listeners know we have a strayed relationship with Kyle Hendricks here on the podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give Ashcraft another chance uh, and I'll take Cincinnati on the money line. Dylan, why are you uh, pounding yourself in the face? What's up? I don't know, just because I'm going the opposite way. This pick scares me, but I'll take a shot with the Cubs here at home. I know the last time I was on the pod, I wrote Kyle Hendricks off, but I do think after his last start against the Cardinals, which was a really good start, I think he'll try to keep the momentum going. I think if he's able to keep the ball down, switch it up, keep it low, then he won't give up as many home runs. He'll have success against this Reds team. But I do like the bats of the Cubs a little more than uh, the Reds. Plus, uh, Munaf mentioned the winds. As of right now, I'm looking. We have 11 mile an hour winds blowing out of center field, so I do expect a high total when it opens. I set my total at 11.4, so I like the over. Munaf, these guys just sound like a bickering relationship because Dylan complains when Malcolm's on the other side, and now he's complaining when he is on uh, his side now. So it's like I, I don't know what's going on over here on the right side of the screen, but uh, something over there is just not. Over there is just not healthy. I'm just but, gonna um, play Malcolm. Dylan's <laughs> gonna uh, make someone a wonderful wife one day by the sounds of it. Uh, no, Cincinnati get the Chicago Cubs. No, so uh, yes, technically, like yesterday's game, the June 29th game is at eight o'clock, and it's the ESPN Plus free game. Um, so the the trends haven't changed, and I, that's more more of the things that I've been leaning on the last week, not doing any of the DFS. Um, so I, I, I feel dumb just repeating it. Um, all the listeners have heard it already. So I'm just going to stick with this. I'm never comfortable taking the Chicago Cubs at home. They're the worst, one of the worst home teams in the league. And I'm, I'm willing to back Malcolm and his buddy Graham Ashcraft against the guy that I severed my relationship with, Kyle Hendrick. Okay, so... Uh, I think that's uh, three for Ashcraft there. Uh, we'll see how that one pans out. Um, okay, before we move on, we've got two games uh, left, to ha- left to handicap here. Uh, we go on to that. Uh, I'm going to tell you, sleeper. Uh, oh, football is right around the corner. I've been seeing loads more football content. I need to. I need to ramp up my uh, my consumption of uh, fantasy football content, or I'm going to be. Behind the eight ball a little bit. Um, Sleeper, uh, the fastest growing fantasy platform. Millions of players, of which I am one, uh, got my fantasy leagues on there. It is the best app um, to have your fantasy league on there. Um, but they've added a, a new overall under game uh, to to the platform now, which is really good fun, uh, dead easy to play. All you have to do is 
choose a couple of players, uh, choose a couple of props, so over, un, under uh, points in basketball, hits in baseball. Then if you choose your own stake that you want to enter into the contest, uh, if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to 20 times the money you put in. Um, the little chat box is a great feature as well. You can talk a lot of smack with your friends. You can copy your friends' picks. Uh, with the tap of a button. So if you've got a friend who's uh, going along hot, you can use their picks as well. Uh, loads of fun to ride it out together with your buddies in your league. Um, so if you download the Sleeper app uh, to play the over-under game, if you use the code uh, sleeper.com, the code is SGPMLB. Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. So join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGPMLB. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. 10-10 uh, Eastern first pitches, the San Diego Padres and the LA Dodgers. Joe Musgrove is on the hill for the Padres. Uh, and this is going to be another hands up if you've got anything different, boys. But I've got Mitch White uh, going for the LA Dodgers here. Um, I have the line zone, uh, the Padres at plus 105. The Dodgers at minus 125. Uh, we'll throw this across to Noah. Uh, another good game, the Padres at the Dodgers. Yeah, I have Mitch White going for the Dodgers as well. <clears throat> Big series here. Uh, for the division lead in the NL West, San Diego's 45-31, and 31, not counting uh, Wednesday's game. Yeah, Wednesday's game. And the Dodgers are 45-28, and 28, not counting Wednesday's game. San Diego, they've lost four of their last five games, not counting this afternoon's D-backs game. And in that six-game span, the over has hit four times. The L.A. Dodgers are 5-3 and three in their last eight games, and the under is hit in the last four or five. This is, like I said, a huge series, and I think the Padres have a little bit of an advantage. They have Musgrove, Snell, Darvish, and Gore all lined up to start these four games. So I think they have an upper hand. They have an upper hand. Big Joe Musgrove, he's Big going Musgrove. here. He's 8-1 with 82 strikeouts, 18 walkouts, 85 points pitched this year. This is a huge bounce spot for him after his worst start of the season so far. Uh, he gave up six runs and six innings against Philadelphia. As for the Dodgers, Mitch White, he's 1-1. One one. This is his sixth start of 2022. He has a 425 ERA, 30 strikeouts, 10 walks, 29.2 innings pitched. A reliever, he's been more of a spot starter over the last three weeks or so. He's a... Uh, He's uh, had, had this, like, had this trend, trend where he goes good outing, bad outing, good outing, bad outing, and we have that good outing back again. So I, I think this will be a great low-scoring game, and I'll take the Friars and I'll pick the Unders. Okay, so the Friars and the Under for Noah. Uh, Dylan, where was your line? My dog of the day. I actually made the actually uh, Padres a minus one ten favorite in this spot. So I'll take the plus price with the Padres. Mitch White, he's good, Mitch but White, there's no way he should be a favorite against Joe Musgrove. Both teams are kind of in a slump, but I don't think the books have adjusted the lines for the Dodgers without Mookie Betts in the lineup. Without him, it neuters the lineup a little. Give me the Padres here on the road to take first place. I think Joe hasn't bounced back. I'll take Padres at plus 105. So for the Padres, Moon up next. 
Yeah, I want to get on the Padres here as, Padres as, well, here because as well because the Dodgers are the just Dodgers not playing well right now. I know they've got a good left-handed pitching in the Colorado series. Colorado series. Um, but um, the one thing that makes me nervous about Joe Musgrove is that he's 0-4 in the Dodgers in his career with a 4.26 ERA. And I think the bullet hit him on the head without Mickey Benson. The Dodgers are really struggling. Dodgers are really struggling. Offensively, I was all that's crazy to say, even though with all the talent that they do have in that in that batting lineup. Batting lineup. Um, I'm gonna reluctantly go with the Padres here. I don't think Mitch White should be favored here either. I think there's a big series for both of these teams, obviously. So, I think that the Padres can still game one. Still game one. Okay, um, I'm gonna make it four for four. Oh God. I've got. Yeah, I know. Sorry, boys. Oh God. I saw the three of your collective heart sank to your boots then when I said that. Uh, well, you can all shut up. Um, I've quite enjoyed watching the uh, Dodgers getting turned over this week by the, by the Rockies. And like Dylan said, I don't think the prices have been adjusted. They've just been uh, – the Rockies have been plus 180 every night uh, and keep landing it fairly comfortably. Um, who threw the complete game shutout two nights ago? Um, I know Freeland went last night and pitched really well. Uh, and then one of these Rockies pitches never thought of it. Uh, Chad the night cool. before, Chad yeah. Cool, that was it. I feel like there's part of things that have happened in the last 72 hours have been in a bit of a fever dream for me because I've been lying in bed sweating my face off. Um, but uh, yeah, the Dodgers just keep getting turned over. Um, Mitch White is very good looking, but that can't we can't let that affect our handy. Um, so I think the Padre is here at plus 105 behind Musgrove are a perfectly good price. Uh, and I will take uh, four for four there. Um, okay, we have the final game to get to. Uh, it's a 10 10 Eastern first pitch. Is the Oakland Athletics and the Seattle Mariners. Adrian Martinez starts for the Oakland A's. And Logan Gilbert uh, goes for the Mariners. The Mariners are the shortest price favour tonight. I reckon they have to be, yeah, minus 220. Uh, Seattle, Oakland a plus one eighty. The total set at seven and a half. Uh, Dylan, you can lead us off with this last game. Oakland at Seattle. Yeah, going with another total here. I like the over seven and a half. I made my total seven point eight. The Mariners definitely have the pitching advantage here with Logan Gilbert on the mound against Adrian Martinez, who's just making his second start of the year. He did pitch four scoreless innings in his first start. But that was against the Tigers. Sorry, Noah. The The Mariners are just a better ball club than them. And as bad as the A's have been, they've been a good over team. Four out of their last five games have gone over. So they have one of the worst bullpens of in the league. So even if uh, Martinez does have a good outing, the, blow, the bullpen could give up four or five runs. I think Mariners could get a few runs here as well. So give me the over seven and a half at minus 105. Yeah, I'll, I'll chip in there because I feel like um, the games in New York that Oakland have played this week, a few of them, kind of indicative of what you're going to get out of which is they've got out and scored some runs um, and then blown it late doors with the bullpen, exactly what you said. They put up five uh, on Monday. Uh, Tuesday was a quiet one. Um, last night, they were they were ahead uh, till relatively um, late as well. So, um, I think Oakland can put some runs up. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get out of Adrian Martinez. And this seven and a half just looks too low. Uh, even if it's not a stellar game, it looks like we should reach eight fairly comfortably. So I'll join you there uh, in the other seven and a half, Dylan. Uh, Moon after with a total, or did you like uh, did you like a side here? Um, 
I kind of agree with you guys. I mean, there's not much on Adrian Martinez, a starter for the Oakland A's. He's coming out of uh, the AAA, joining the MLB rotation for the Oakland A's. So um, his last start, June 25th, was against Albuquerque down in the minor leagues where he went four and a third inning and gave up five earned runs. Three of the seven hits that he gave up were home runs. He also had three walks. So I think this might be a game where you guys like the over. I agree with that. But I think that I even like the Seattle Mariners team total even better because I feel like that, if the runs are going to come, it's probably going to be for the Mariners in this game. So I think I like the Mariners' run line here and also the Mariners' team total in this game as well. Uh, and Noah, you can finish off our handicap for this one. So I'm just going to expand on this over because I really think it's like big brain kind of kind of stuff, looking into books real big. Because, I mean, before this week when I was reading these trends, um, the Mariners under had hit in 12 of their last 15 games. It's gone over in their last two. So I feel like they're really trying to readjust some of these totals on Seattle. And I really like the spot for the over here. We're looking at seven and a half and you got a triple A pitcher on the mound. Um, they've dropped nine runs and six runs in two of their last four games. I think they're, they're going to be able to contribute to this over. And I think Oakland could jump out early as well. Okay, then. Um, locks and bugs, then, uh, to come, gents. Uh, after, I've told you our IP vanish. Um, and did you know that browsing using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Uh, without that added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, etc. which is why we at SGPN use IP vanish VPN, which makes it Easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. Uh, IP Vanish encrypts 100% of your data. So things like passwords, communications, browsing history uh, will be completely hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. Uh, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, uh, including your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Uh, and IP Vanish are offering uh, an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners, uh, the equivalent of getting a nine bus for free with the 30 day money back guarantee. Uh, IP Vanish is dead easy to use. Uh, one tap of a button and you are protected. So take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. ipvanish.com slash SGP. Okay, look and dog time. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go around the room uh and I'm gonna give preferential treatment to the people who've given me least amount of jip tonight. Uh so I don't feel like you've been uh team Malcolm Morse. Uh you can have the privilege of leading us off with your lock and dog. Did you say me? My wife I cut up. <laughs> I did say you, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh you didn't shake you, his head like a two year old. <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be Dylan after you set that up. And then my wife and I got out and I was like, eh, maybe he's going me. Okay, so I'm not going to steal Dylan's dog. He already leaked it. And it's a dog that, I mean, the Padres have killed me. They had a 6 0 lead yesterday and they were my lock. They ended up losing 7 to 6. So I'm putting them in timeout just for today. I really like that play against the Dodgers in game one with Musgrove on the mound. But um, we're going to start with my lock. I like the under in the Minnesota and Guardians game, Minnesota and Cleveland, the under eight. I'm getting it at plus 100 right now um, on tally site. Um, so I really like that play. Both teams are 
uh, consistent under teams. And for my dog, I'm going to go with my Buckos. Pittsburgh plus 112 at home against Milwaukee. The offense seemed to have found it yesterday, scoring eight runs against the Nationals. And Hauser has not been in great form lately, whereas Brew Baker has. So I'm going to I'm going to take the Pirates with uh, Brew Baker on the mound, and hopefully we can get a couple more uh, long balls by uh, Brennan Ren- Brian Reynolds here. Okay, we haven't had many uh, many JT Brubaker picks uh, this season on the pod. Um, okay, so the person who's been second least defensive, uh, Moonaf, do you want to go next? <laughs> I'll let Dylan go. He he seems a little disappointed. Dylan, go ahead, my man. No, 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 oh, you go. You know what they say. They save the best for last, so go. Oh, okay. That means Malcolm's going to save himself best. He's going to say that he's <laughs> All right, I'll go here. Uh, for my lock, give me the Yankees money line here. I think that um, I really want to fade Luis Garcia here at home. We talked about the numbers. Uh, Severino looks like he's you know getting back to the pitcher that we saw before the injuries, and I think that this is a good spot for the Yankees to come into Houston and steal one, uh, especially with the uh, injury concerns with now with Jeremy Pena and Jordan Alvarez. So it might be a little flat spot uh, for the Houston Astros. Um, <clears throat> so give me the Yankees money line. For my dog, uh, man, there's not much on the board here that I am liking. Um, uh, Reds, right? Yeah, but that was Graham Ashcraft. He's on the road. Like, if he was at home, I would like him better. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. I probably just have to go with the Buckos with uh, Noah here. I think that's the one that's kind of sticking out to me as well. Um, I just don't trust Adrian Hauser either, and. I think the Pirates can turn around, steal one against the Milwaukee Brewers coming from Tampa, now going up to Pittsburgh. So uh, I'll take I'll take I'll, I'll take the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, with Noah. Hey Dylan, they also say those who snooze lose. So let Malcolm go last. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good point. <laughs> no problem. I will go. Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> He's gonna uh, go. That's all, Dylan. Right, um, I'm going to go to the last game that we handicapped then for my look. Uh, Oakland at Seattle and take that over seven and a half. I just think it's too low. Um, Oakland have hit a little bit this week, so they can score two or three. And I think Seattle can get to Martinez. Uh, we can get to over seven and a half relatively comfortably there. Um, my dog, there's not very many exotic bets on the board for me here. I'm struggling a little bit like Moonaf was. Um, I'm going to take a minus 105 dog. How are we feeling about that? That's not a dog. Ahead? It hasn't been done since the Saturday week one of the season. So, But they're not favorite. If the two options, they're the underdog of the two. Okay, we'll give you that. If it's a dog I mean, between the two, then yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> um, I might, yeah, they've got to be an even money around somewhere because the price is minus 105. Uh, so there'll be, a, there'll be a plus 101 somewhere if you shop for it. I'm going to take the Atlanta Braves. Uh, to beat uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm just a little bit uh, on the Phillies at the moment, and I think the Braves' bats have been going okay. Uh, so, yeah, tight one, uh, but I'll take Atlanta there. And the facing up with Chelsea, the only other one was Ashcraft, possibly, in Cincinnati. Uh, and like Moonaf said, if it, if it was um, at Cincinnati, it might be a little bit different. But, yeah, looks like a, uh, not a chalky card, but the, they're all quite close to split. Luckily, we've got the expert that is Dylan Rockford, uh, who is here, <laughs> and he's going to give us... Uh, the two best picks of the night. Go on, Dill. 
Well, I already leaked my dog of the day. I do like the Padres here. I think Joe Musgrove bounces back after um, just one of his worst performances of the season. Against a Dodger lineup that has been struggling, they lost two in a row now to the Rockies. For some reason, they can't beat the Rockies this year. But I'm going to take the Padres at plus 105 as my dog. And as my lock, I'm going to go all the way back to the first game we talked about, Twins-Guardians. I'm going to go under 8.5, under 8. Whatever you guys could get, I still like under eight. I think two good pitchers with Shane Bieber and Chris Archer. Um, and Chris Archer has actually been better on the road. So I think he could only give up two, three runs. Shane Bieber gives up two runs. So we'll get under this eight and a half easy. I respect both Malcolm or not Malcolm, Munaf and Dylan. No, he doesn't lock, so lock and dog because, you know, we, we unite. And then I, I don't know what Malcolm's doing over there. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> oh well. Uh, I thought we out didn't we outlaw bullying about half an hour ago on this podcast, and then uh, <laughs> there, there, there's always very short memories, you boys. <laughs> bullying. Uh, right. Well, that was fun <laughs> for for three of you. Uh, we managed to handicap an eight game card. Uh, Moon off. Tell us what's happening the rest of the weekend and around the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Ah, not much happening. It's, it's all baseball, guys. So all eyes are on us. Like I said, we'll be here all throughout the week. Uh, for MLB, so if you haven't tapped on with us yet, uh, go ahead and uh, come join us on the MLB Gambling Podcast. And if you haven't left us a rating and review, please do so. It helps us uh, only grow the show even more. Yeah, if you could not mention that rambling uh, handicap of the Toronto uh, Tampa Bay game, that would be ideal. Uh, Dylan and Noah, thank you very much, boys. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Have a good uh, night. Just stay stay awake on the uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I'm going to have two articles here this weekend. One on the uh, cornhole tournament, tournament. and one. Malcolm, are you accustomed to the hot dog eating eating contest? Yes. Coney Island. So we'll see what what kind of props. What price is is Moon off? I mean, we'll we'll see what kind of props we can find because you know Jaws Chestnut's gonna win it. Immune off your own mute. Well, why why are you taking shots at me for? Where, where did I even come from? <laughs> Sorry, I thought we uh, all, I thought we outload uh, bullying. Well, yeah, it's it's open season again. Um, yeah, I've, I'm doing some uh, prospect stuff tomorrow for MLB as well. So there's at least three or four decent articles popping up. Dylan's got something to tell us as well. Yeah, so the lines came out for to- the over and under for Joey Chestnut, 74 and a half, minus 134 uh, for the over, uh, plus 105 on the under 74 and a half. With the plus money, I got to go with the under. Well, I think last year he had 75. So yeah, I did. think he's been coming down as the, the years because he, he had like 78 one year, 76, and then 75. Regression. So they always, yeah, they always have that total where he's competing against himself from years past instead of yeah. the competition. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. At least we have proper traditions like the cheese roll and competition on our uh, public holidays. None of this hot dog eating malarkey. We yeah, added yeah, this just, uh, uh, yeah, concussions over uh, hot dog eating contests, yes. We yeah, you can seriously uh, hurt cheese in that cheese. We, we added the uh, lemonade chug last year, too, to the hot dog eating contest festivities. Oh. Well, uh, if it's uh, if you can't find it on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com, it's not worth finding. I think we can take yeah. from that. Um, 
Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, like we say, baseball season is now uh, getting in the full swing and we're going to be sharply in focus. Uh, so we will endeavour to pick out all the winners. Uh, and until then, uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>